You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne. You're listening to the latest in the series In Those Days, which are mostly memories of Kilcullen and Kilcullen people. In this episode, I'm recalling parts of a risky childhood. Once the trigger on nostalgia is pulled, there's no knowing where the bullet will end up. Such as the phrase Gordon Bennett, which I only realised a couple of years ago is an exclamation of amazement for Australians. But Gordon Bennett in Kildare is related completely to the 1903 race sponsored by the New York newspaper publisher of the same name. And the direct Kilcullen Gordon Bennett connection is Barden's. In those days, an hotel where a number of the international contestants stayed. A visitor's book with their signatures still exists. Barden's, in my memory, however, is a place where Ostbourne kids' best friends lived. Where we played together a lot, mostly whenever they weren't playing at our house. It was the kind of scenario where the youngsters in families got to know each other's homes intimately. Maybe that doesn't happen so much today because games are played on phones, consoles and computers instead of in yards, gardens, barns and sheds. Barden's was full of imagination possibilities. As well as being a pub, grocery and a draper's shop, it was a place of history and mystery. The latter in part because there were rooms which were closed and not used. The yard at the back was surrounded by outbuildings, including a former coach house and various stores. There was a magnificent vegetable garden further out where Mr. Barden spent all of his spare time. It was his retreat from the pressures of the world, a place we children were discouraged from going to. The property also included a paddock with an open hay barn. Between it and the main yard there was a loft, originally used for storing dry goods such as sacks of flour. A lane from the yard led down to Barden's Field, which connected to the Liffey and bridged the space between what was then Nugent's Field and the Cattlemart Field, bordering Castlemartin Wood. All that suggests the extent to which we children could play and wander, depending on the weather, the humour of adults, and what we figured amongst ourselves we wanted to be doing anyway. There were certain prescriptions. For instance, if we burn children wanted to play with the Bardens after tea, it was mandatory that we took part in the praying of the rosary in their living room, now the section of the pub to the left as you walk in, where there's a real fire in the winter. Picture the children of two families kneeling against chairs around the wall, reciting a decade apiece as quickly as was decently possible so we could get about our real interests. The kitchen at the back of the house had an essay cooker that also provided localised heat and hot water to the Barden family, a large wooden table in the same room where meals were taken, and it may seem strange to today's children that there was a time of no central heating where families effectively lived in a couple of rooms in winter, even if they had a big house. Ours at home was similar. The yard was a summer place where we often played cricket in afternoons and evenings, usually with a tennis racket for a bat and a bucket for the wicket. A tree halfway along scored a six if the ball got caught in it. 
The ground was old cobbled and it couldn't be predicted how a ball might bounce. Windows had to be watched for when batting. Mr. Barden had a gruff response to accidents. He kept his car in the original coach house, today an apartment. He drove it just once a week doing home deliveries from the grocery. A Ford console of the 50s, square variety, it was very off limits to us kids. As was, less effectively, the coach house itself. The upper end of the yard, where also was located the bar's outside toilet, was always stacked with boxes of empty bottles. These had to be sorted, work which was sometimes a source of pocket money for the children of both families, alternating between the Bardens and the Burns pub businesses. Pennies were important then. We also had the opportunity in both places to label the bottles for money. This involved spreading a board with glue on which we stuck the folded labels before plastering them on the bottles. The rate might have been, memory gets hazy, a penny per two dozen perhaps. But when my dad bought a labelling machine for his pub, it finished the children's cooperative movement. In the barn up by the paddock we used to pile bales of hay to build houses, though now I know that was quite dangerous play practice. Still, on a rainy day, it was fun to look out on the poor weather from the comfort of our individual homes. That previously mentioned loft was another play location on wet days. Despite being warned off by the Barden parents, we used to tread, not so carefully, around the gaps in the floor, often by swinging between the rafters above. It was the kind of thing today's kids only experience in a computerised virtual world and the consequences of a slip for them are only virtual too, not like it could have been for us. But we survived. We got through the mandatory rosary, the clambering into the tree in the yard to regain a sixth tennis ball, the potential catastrophes of tumbling straw bales, rotten floors, and also without scratching Mr. Barton's console. We had a full childhood based in real experiences, as much as were the lives of the racers who came to Ireland and Kilcullen in 1903 to compete against each other. Their rough roads race course bore no relation to what a friend of mine once described as the sterile, ultra-safe confines of a modern motor racing circuit. I have taken some relatively minor risks in my decades as a motoring and travel writer, but aren't I so lucky to have been a child when oftentimes the biggest risk was at play? Garden Bennett, yes. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilgallen Diary. Thanks for listening.